Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. The issue of healthcare. It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Uh, Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Now 126 affiliates strong. Thanks to the good folks at Radio America, our newest syndicator. We're now broadcasting in Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Phoenix, Arizona, just to name a few of the 20-some new affiliates we just picked up. So we're very happy about that, and we thank all the folks at Radio America, and welcome all of you new listeners to our broadcast here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Our producer, Mr. Ron Moore, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most to listen to talk shows throughout the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of healthcare. One of the latest changes to the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, otherwise lovingly known as Obamacare, I think we've got about 51 so far. One of the latest medical technologies, breakthroughs, and treatments available today as well as pharmaceuticals. You, we talk about that and more here on America's Healthcare Advocate, teaching you how to live a healthier life and what you need to know about health insurance. In fact, we're really going to tackle that issue today. We've got a very special guest with us today, and I'll introduce him here in a moment. But you're going to really enjoy this show because we're going to get into some of the topics that affect health insurance strongly these days and some of the things that are happening in the marketplace that you're going to find very interesting. If you have any specific questions about health insurance or health insurance related issues, or maybe you want more information on something you hear on the show, you can call 877-385-2224. There are operators standing by if you need help with health insurance, whether it's individual, group, whatever it may be. Maybe you're chronologically challenged like I am and you're a Medicare recipient, then call the number 877-385-2224. You will not go on the air because, as I said, I have a guest in studio today, but um, you most certainly uh, can call. The operators will take your information down, and I will get back to you after the broadcast. Or you can go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There's a new blog up there. Uh, If you care to go up, take a look at that. I I believe the newest blog is on Medicare's open enrollment period. So if you want to go up and learn how that works and what you need to know, you can do that on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right, coming up in today's show, we've got a very special guest with us today, Don Goldman, president of the National Association of Health Underwriters. We're very happy to have him with us, joining us from Orange, California. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you, Carrie. Enjoy being here. Well, it's great to have you here, and I know it must be lovely and sunny and wonderful in Southern California. Am I right or wrong today? Or is it raining? It sure is. It is. is. (laughs) Of course it is. It normally always is, right? That's fact. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk, ladies and gentlemen, today about health insurance. We're going to talk about trends in health insurance. We're going to talk about some of the things you've probably seen in the news, the consolidation of the industry. What's going on with this carrier buying that carrier? Um, How does that affect pricing? How does that affect you as a consumer? How does it affect brokers and agents out there? We're going to talk about that and get some great insight uh, today uh, with Don in talking about those topics and what's going on uh, in the world of health insurance. 
it's a constantly changing uh, uh, picture, Don. And let's just kind of jump right in. Um, tell folks a little bit about how long you've been doing this, and uh, you're you're the new president of the National Association of Health Underwriters with over fifty thousand brokers and agents across the country, like myself, who are members. But chat a little bit about what you've done and how long you've been doing it, Don. Well, I've been um, in the, in the industry, as I call the distribution industry, specifically for insurance for over 35 years. I've uh, worked at every level. I started as a life insurance salesman with uh, Massachusetts Mutual out of uh, Rockford, Illinois, a fellow by the name of Ray Paul's uh, division uh, for uh, Mass Mutual. I uh, worked in management uh, for a number of insurance companies, eventually made my way out to California and uh, in the early 80s came across that that new invention, so to speak, it actually been around since the 40s, but it wasn't very well known by most of America until the 80s in HMO. Got involved with some early HMO activities there. Uh, eventually joined uh, Metropolitan Life and went into uh, senior management with them in customer service, in uh, sales and marketing, and in provider contracting. Served three different kinds of uh, uh, situations. Uh, eventually partnered up with a fellow a fellow by the name of Harry Goucher with uh, an agency called Group Benefits Plus, and uh, we uh, ended up uh, negotiating a sale for that to uh, Anthem. Um, and ever since then, I've been doing some consulting work with uh, the folks from Warden Brown, which is a very large uh, general agency, and they market a number of different kinds of services uh, out here in California and across the country. That so you sort been, of brings you up to date. It does indeed. And so you've been doing this for quite a while, obviously, and have a very good insight into the um, uh, into the industry and what's going on. Let's talk a little bit about NAHU and, and your perspective uh, as the president of NAHU, this wave of consolidations that we see going on. United, uh, you know, looking to purchase um, uh, Cigna, uh, Humana, uh, or Coventry looking to – and Aetna looking to purchase Humana uh, – your thoughts about that and, and, and this consolidation that we see and, and Nahu's view of that in terms of the, the industry becoming smaller and more consolidated, Don? Yeah, there is a lot of mixed opinions about whether consolidation is going to be good for the America's healthcare system, good for the consumer, uh, or not. Let me give you both sides of the things, and, and feel free to hop in and ask any questions if I've become a little too uh, wonky <laughs> in terms of my explanation. Uh, obviously, the main driver for health insurance is the cost of medical care. So if you have, have, in theory, if you have larger consolidated carriers, they would be in a better position to negotiate lower rates with hospitals and large uh, physician organizations. Because just as there's been consolidation on the carrier side, so there's been consolidation on the hospital and the provider side. In fact, in some areas, uh, like in Northern California, one provider is basically the only hospital chain available in numerous counties. So when you have that much consolidation on the provider side, there tends to be a natural reaction to get consolidation on the carrier side to get equal negotiating players, so to speak. So in theory, a larger carrier could produce a better negotiation with a carry, with a, a medical provider, hence lowering the cost of care. That would be good. Now, on the other side of the thing, as you've as your question kind of implies, the fewer carriers that exist in the market, the more they can choose to set a rate that may or may not be necessarily uh, uh, the most advantageous for the consumer. So we so the problem becomes, you know, is this 
consolidation and how it's implemented, will it really be beneficial to the consumer or not? Because it has the potential of doing that, has the potential of not doing that. From Nahu's point of view, obviously, we're not in a position to be behind the scenes to look at that kind of analysis, but we're certain that the authorities at the federal level will be looking at it in terms of what we classically call antitrust uh, view to look at uh, the balance points between those uh, possibility good and possibility bad. Uh, we actually, in the insurance industry, have one additional step in that every state has an insurance department of varying strengths that I'm certain they'll be looking at it as well. I, I, I'm absolutely certain here in the state of California that the feds will take a look at the consolidation and then the insurance commissioner in, uh, in, in California, who's also a very strong insurance commissioner, will look at it as well. So Nahu is in the position of simply saying, let's let the, uh, the people that have the ability to examine this make a good, solid determination whether this is going to be good for American healthcare consumers or not, and, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Well, and, you know, th- th- those are great insights, and, and, and that, that, you know, that's an excellent answer. One of the things that I've observed in the media, and, and, and I keep my ear to the ground pretty good on this kind of stuff, is that, the, the, interestingly enough, the biggest part of pushback that we're seeing right now, and we're coming on the break here, so you'll have to make your answer a little, uh, little quick, but nonetheless, um, we're seeing most of the pushback come from the, from the actual hospital systems. They seem to be the ones most concerned about this, and the ones that are putting out um, uh, letters and, uh, you know, ob- obviously feeling that they see this as not necessarily being positive. Don? Uh- you would totally expect that, and, and and their point of view has to be examined in this study as well, because the fact of the matter is, the larger a carrier gets, the more pressure they can put on hospitals to reduce that cost. Whether the carrier is pushing that cost too far down such that the hospital really can't function, I mean, that's really the question here. We have two very powerful institutions between the carriers and the ever-increasing uh, power that the hospital chains have. And they're going to be good competitors against each other when they get in that room. But, but it's understandable why the hospital chains would be most reluctant. And they are most reluctant. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to explore this issue a little more. We'll talk about some of the other things surrounding it. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to find out more about us, go to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Don Goldman, President, National Association of Health Underwriters. You know, if you're out there looking for health insurance, maybe you're in California, maybe you're in the beautiful city of Orange, um, who knows, or maybe you're uh, listening in 
Phoenix or maybe you're listening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and you're you you're looking for a broker agent that understands this marketplace. We talked about what's going on with consolidation. We're going to talk about some of the other challenges here in the upcoming segments. But if you want to find somebody in your area that can help you, you can go to the website nahu.org. That's nahu.org. Go to that website. There is a, a, a button up there called Agent Finder. You can click the Agent Finder and they'll give you all of the agents in your area. Now, why is that important? Why do you? Let me tell you why that's important. Because to be a NAHU agent, first of all, you have to be certified before you can ever sell the Obamacare ACA products. You have to go through a whole training process. You have to be certified for that. And then you have to meet the standards of the National Association of Health Underwriters. It means that you're getting an agent or a broker that understands what they're doing and that's going to be there for you as you move forward. Because you know what, folks? It really isn't as easy as buying an airline ticket. Would you agree with that, Don? Oh, yes. (laughs) I love that analogy when the government folks were all telling everybody, this is going to be as easy as buying an airline ticket. I didn't see any deductibles and coinsurance on those airline tickets last time I checked. No? No, and uh, the airlines, uh, you can be sure the airplanes are going to be where they're supposed to be. That's not always the case with doctors. (laughs) There's a lot of truth in it. So let's go back to this. I want to wrap this up on this topic of consolidation. But one of the other issues I think people need to be aware of is, uh, and one of the biggest complaints that we get, in fact, probably the biggest complaint we get and the biggest problem that people have with insurance carriers comes on the claims side and the customer service side, whether it's a billing issue or a claims issue or a provider issue. And one of the fears that that, that I've heard expressed is if, you know, it's not exactly in a lot of cases considered to be A plus now. Um, and this is one of the strengths of having a, a, a qualified broker agent that's going to step in and be your advocate with the carrier. But this consolidation issue also raises the question of, is that going to become more of a problem? Because the bigger they get, the more they've got to deal with, the less they're listening to what is actually going on with the clients out in the field. What do you think about that? Uh, it's absolutely true. There's one upside, though, in terms of bigness that we'll talk about first, because it's directly related to the two biggest problems that clients are facing. The biggest carriers are going to be have, able to handle the strongest computer support systems. And the day of paying a claim by paper or being able to call a doctor and simply assume that he's part of a network, that day's long gone. Go back to your airline analogy. Imagine just for a moment that you had to call the airline and they couldn't tell you in actual fact which airplane you could get on. You'd have to wait until you arrived that day. Well, that's the analogy. We now have provider networks that are becoming so thin and so complicated that unless there are huge support systems in the, in the computer area to be able to tell a client which doctor's accepting which plan, it, it'd be the equivalent of you're going to take a flight on Southwest, but then you have to find out which pilot will actually fly the plane that you want to fly because half the pilots won't fly the red ones, the other half won't fly the, fly the blue ones. Well, we've got providers that have contracts with big carriers like United Health, but then there's a dozen different plans available. Half the doctors will take some of the plans. Half the doctors won't take the other pl- half the plans. It's generically what we call the skinny network, and that's where a lot of these service problems are coming because the client is having a more and more difficult time finding out which doctors are taking which plans from which carriers. Even the doctors are having that problem. And as you go to the wrong doctor, correspondingly, the wrong claim gets produced, and that gets handled in an even a worse manner. 
So the larger carriers will hopefully be able to invest in the larger and better computer systems to, to help in that those two claim areas, which are most critical claims in provider search. Absolutely, you know, and and that, that that brings up an interesting point because we get that all the time when they, you know, when when someone buys a plan that is quote unquote the select network or the this network or the that network, and as you said, it's a skinny network. You know, one of the things that we do as brokers and agents, and 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 one of the things that I, you know, that Nahu certified agents do is explain to people when they buy these things, hey, you know what? Yeah, the price on that looks really good, but you need to understand that you've only got two hospitals in the entire metropolitan area where in, in your particular city that you have access to the rest of them you don't have access to and in addition to that you may not have access to specialty hospitals like MD Anderson if you get cancer um, so again I think that that that's interesting it also emphasizes the role of the broker and agent don't you think absolutely people take a look at that price of the premium failing to understand the price of the premium goes up and down on a couple of key critical factors. While we're getting better about things like pre-existing condition and standard uh, descriptions of benefits, while we're getting better about that, clients still are not recognizing that how many doctors and which doctors and which hospitals is a major impact on that premium. They just assume Blue Cross is Blue Cross. Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of different Blue Crosses out there, so to speak. Yep, there are, and there are all sorts of different Blue Cross plans. What, what do you see now as the major trend most likely to affect um, individual health insurance customers as well as brokers? And even on the employer side, what do you see happening there as the most the most important or, or, or uh, forthcoming trend, Don? Well, clearly, the continuing uh, uh, elimination of certain doctors or certain hospitals from networks, what we call the skinny plans. That's that's the number one factor. That's why some of these, both these private uh, exchanges as well as some of the state exchanges, if they're well run, and I put a big uh, criteria on that, if they're well run, they may be able to produce a wider network for people to purchase from, particularly on an individual or a small group level. Obviously, the biggest companies in America who self-fund, they can contract with their own network, so they've got a little more control out of that. But that skinny network for small groups and for individuals is, is absolutely going to be key. The second thing that's going to be key is understanding the market and the idea that you can just go on the internet and read up about uh, you know which airplane can take you to which location at what price that simply doesn't exist in terms of, of, of healthcare. So the trend has got to be to work with more professional distributors of the product who have access to information. That means computer savvy, backup support, uh, really understanding of the, the the condition in the marketplace. You know it's interesting because I, I know a lot of brokers out there, and, and I, I remember when all of this was going on and ACA was being passed, and, and literally people were selling their agencies and walking away going, I remember one specifically who sold his agency and went into the landscaping business. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I really think that, that that's a, this is a mistake. I think we're going to be busier than we've ever been. Now, for us in my agency, we have been busier than we've ever been. We've written more business than we've ever written. And it seems to me that with all the complication and all the issues out there surrounding networks and providers and, and silver and gold and bronze and platinum and all the other things that are involved in, in, in on the employer side, your requirements and what you have to do and when you have to do it and all the rest of it, uh, it looks to me like our, our job has become more important than it's ever been in unwinding all this stuff. Is that, is that a fair observation? 
absolutely fair. And the guy who stays up with it with 30, 40 years experience in the business is going to be great. But the guy who's going to have the big advantage is the new guy coming in who will adapt to it very quickly. Yep, absolutely. We're going to come right back after the break. We're going to continue this conversation. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There's a blog up there. Go up there and read it. You'll probably learn something. Our producer today, Mr. Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Don Goldman, president of the National Association of Health Underwriters. Once again, if you're sitting in Fresno, California, or you're sitting in Philadelphia, or you're in Mobile, Alabama, or you're in Wichita, Kansas, or Hayes, or wherever you may be, um, if you are baffled by all of this, if you need help, if you're looking uh, for a resource, go to the website, nahu.org. Agent Finder is up there, nahu.org. Agent Finder is up there. And by the way, if you're a broker and an agent, and I'm gonna, we're going to get into that a little bit in this segment as well. If you're a broker and agent and you do not belong to this organization, you are making a mistake. I have been a member of this organization for the last 12 years. They do an outstanding job. They are our representatives, our voice. They are a tool for education. They provide us with all the tools that we need to be able to do this job and do it well. Um, and, and you're missing the boat if you're a broker or an agent and you have anything to do with health insurance. You need to join the National Association of Health Underwriters and their website is nahu.org. You know, let, let's just, before we get into this next topic, uh, Don, talk about that because I think it's important for brokers and agents to understand the tools that NAHU provides. And, you know, I read that update every day. That's one of the first things I see on my computer um, every morning when I come in, what's, you know, what Jan, what's Janet sending out today? What's the latest legislative update? They're really an amazing set of eyes and ears and an amazing educational tool for us, aren't they? Oh, yes. And by the way, we appreciate your support. Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, NAHU is the only uh, national organization dedicated to the health uh, a distributor, the health insurance distributor, whether he's a broker or he's an agent. And we try to provide a whole series of tools that help him and, more importantly, help the consumer. I'll give you an example. We've got, the, you mentioned it earlier, our Find an Agent. We also have a, uh, a website that deals with brokers making a difference. That's uh, a website where an individual can go on. If they're a consumer in Fresno, they can go on and see what, what are uh, NAHU brokers doing for consumers in, in their neck of the wood. Um, you mentioned compliance and, and regulatory, that, those updates that you get. Of course, uh, every broker needs to get those every day because it is no joke that we can be uh, rolling along on the ACA thinking everything's just fine, and then one Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock Eastern time, they will release 700 pages of regulations that changed everything you thought you knew on Wednesday. And they, um, they've actually done that, Don, so that's very interesting <laughs> that you said that because that's actually happened a couple of times. Uh, this is no joke. I gave a speech on regulatory issues 
issues in Chicago, caught the red eye, come back to the West Coast, landed, went directly to my hotel room to go to sleep, to catch some sleep before I went to a breakfast meeting, walked into the breakfast meeting, broker raises his hand, says, what do you think about this? I stared at him and said, what are you talking about? When I was in the air from coast to coast, 800 pages had come out. Yeah, I, t- I tell people, you heard me do it in the opening monologue. I mean, the changes to this thing are just amazing. And they, the you know, the hits just keep on coming. And and th- that's probably, to me, that's one of the biggest, biggest single resources I get. You don't have to go all over the place. The, Nahu puts all that stuff right there for all of us so we can then inform our clients and, and, and you know, be up to speed on what's going on. Yeah. In fact, that, that was why I was mentioning as we left for the last break, the uh, newer agent may actually have an advantage. If my son comes into the business, and I'd recommend it if that's what he wanted to do, but that newer agent being a, more, a little more computer savvy and a little more social media savvy, he can tap into tools, both for his customer and for himself, Nahu helps with those tools, that makes him much more efficient. He's not resisting it. An old guy like me, when I first came into the business, the brand new thing was HMOs. And I remember people that were my age now, back then, saying, oh, I don't want to deal with these HMOs. And they took early retirement or they sold their business or whatever they might do. There's always going to be changes in this industry. The new guy coming in takes a look at this ACA and all of its complexity, and he'll just simply grow into it saying, that's the norm. And 30 years from now in his career, there'll be another kind of change that will occur. You know, and and that is really the case. I mean, I I go back to my, you know, what I said to you earlier about the guy who sold his business and went into landscaping. I hope that's working out for him. But, you know, I I remember uh, being at the convention in Las Vegas and and, and some of the management folks at NAHA, the senior management people, when people are running around like the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And I, I, you know, I sat down and had lunch with some of the folks and I said, sky's not falling. Uh, If anything, this is manna from heaven, people, because our job and, and our role has just become that much more important than it ever was, which kind of pushes me to my next question to you. Do you see this? Because I know there are some people in the industry, in terms of the insurance industry, who would like to make this happen. But uh, but do you see this as, as, as distribution becoming something that where or, or eliminating distribution or making distribution something that is only a transaction that's done on the internet? Do you see that as a trend moving forward? Or is this just not going to happen in your mind. Too complex, not going to happen. But the guy who is most successful is going to use the internet and the social media not to go out and find his new clients, but to keep in more in touch with them and and have more ways to touch that client. The media and the internet gives a good broker an opportunity to stay in front of his client so that he doesn't lose it. Because in any distribution system, it isn't the, the, the salesperson doesn't make their money the first time they sell something. It's that next product, the product after that. It's keeping that product with the client over a longer period of time. And there are so many kinds of changes today. No small businessman, heck, not even any large businessman, could possibly have the time to do what a good broker will be able to do by accessing things like the compliance corner on the Nahu website. Uh, a small client has a question about what he should be doing with the ACA. He thought he understood, and here's another whole set of regulations. He calls up a qualified NHU broker. The broker goes to the compliance corner, gets the answer, no time at all. His accountant can't do that. His legal guy, if he can do it, will charge him an arm and a leg. (laughs) Or give him bad advice, I'm sorry to say, because I've seen that. 
Yes, absolutely. They're just the, the informational level out there in terms of the other professions that affect the ACA. Um, and the CPAs are a perfectly good example. They're simply not as far up to date. No, it's not their business. You know, I, I get that all the time. I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say all the time. I get that from time to time. The, 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 well, I'm going to go talk to my attorney about whether or not we can do, um, we can put in place a wellness program. Or I'm going to go talk to my CPA about the about whether or not the HSA, if we can do this with the they don't They don't live in this space. And unless you live in this space like you're talking about, Don, and you're doing this every day, and like you said, you got on a plane, by the time you got to the ground, there, there had been a whole new set of regulations issued. If you don't live in this space and you don't eat this stuff every day and breathe it every day, you're not going to know all of these things. And that's really what we do, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's uh, absolutely. That's where you need the support. By the way, there's a secondary level of support. There's the associations like NAHU and their website and their regulatory people that help in their compliance corner, their educational programs and their certifications and all that. But in addition to that, in many parts of the country, there are very competent general agency systems. I work with one out here called Warden Brown, and they have a product line uh, that the, that many other general agencies use uh, called California Choice. The competency of these people, they have to be up to date because they're effectively a broker's uh, back office, so yeah. to speak. Uh, yeah. So they, they are constantly on top. So you have multiple sources, but those sources are not available to the CPA. He, he, he's got his own sources, but they're just not uh, as up to date at this point. Yeah, and that's not their business model. It is our business model. And, and, and I think that, you know, when we're talking to a consumer out there, the consumer needs to have the confidence to know that we know what we're doing and we know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, cause there's a, you know, you make a mistake in, in, in this business or, or, or give somebody bad advice in this business, and it can have extremely serious consequences, whether it's you told them they had access to a hospital they don't have access to, or, or you didn't explain the deductible and the coinsurance portion. There, there's just so many things in this business that are critical when you're dealing with the client. If you don't do it right, um, that, I think that's interesting going back to that, that comment about it, you know, it becoming just an internet transaction. I know there are folks out there in this industry, in the insurance industry, I should say, uh, in some of the insurance carriers that would like to see that happen, but I just honestly don't see that occurring, and, and I guess you agree with that. Yes, I do. It's simply not possible. Too complex. It's it's not going to be comparing uh, three boxes of cereal side by side, as I heard a a congressman once tell me it was going to be that simple. Yeah, well, I guess if it's Cocoa Puffs, maybe that'll work, but we'll see. (laughs) All right, we're going to come back after the break. If you want information on this, maybe you need some help, or maybe you're a broker or an agent out there, and you need some of these resources that we just talked about, like Compliance Corner, go to the website, nahu.org, nahu.org. HU.org. There's an agent finder up there. There's a website up there called Brokers Making a Difference. Um, and, and there are things like Compliance Corner. If you're a broker or an agent, it's a great source of information. It comes to you every day with updates and everything that's going on the website, NAHU.org. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Welcome. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, Mr. Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Don Goldman, President, National Association of Health Underwriters. You know, if you're an employer out there or you're an individual, as I said in, you know, in the other segments, or you're chronologically challenged like I am and you're looking at Medicare and Medicare issues and Medicare open enrollment, that you can go up to the website, nahu.org, nahu.org. There is an agent finder button up there. Click it. It'll give you the qualified brokers and agents that are members of NAHU in your area. So you can talk to two or three, find somebody you like um, and somebody you want to work with. It's all there uh, and it's on their website. Um, if you are an agent or a broker and you are not a member of this organization, you really should be because it's the one-stop shop for everything you need to know about what's going on uh, with ACA, Obamacare, all the changes that we're dealing with. And there are many of them um, as this industry continues to change and government regulation continues to be a big part of what we do every day. You know, Don, let's talk a little bit about this because I remember talking with with Janet. I mean, sometimes, you know, every couple of weeks, she and I would chat as we were doing radio shows and the passage of, of ACA was going forward and it was a tumultuous time. And then there were the Supreme Court decisions and all the rest of it. And one of the things that I found fascinating was how much the people at Health and Human Services and CMS rely on her and the folks at NAHU for input and information um, that they then utilize in determining how they're going to go in a certain direction. Um, do you see that uh, continuing? And also, how does that interact with the carriers out there? Uh, absolutely continuing, and it's really uh, quite an amazing turnaround. It's almost even funny. When the ACAC was being proposed, uh, NAHU and the voluntary leadership and the professional staff could barely get an audience with most of the people that were putting this thing together. And the reason was just about everybody, whether it was HHS or IRS or the Congress itself, viewed agents and brokers as simply an extension of the insurance company. They didn't make a distinction between the distribution industry versus those that are actually paying and taking the risk and paying the claims. They had them all mixed up in their head. So we were just sort of like, uh, they just thought of us as a mouthpiece uh, for the industry. They didn't realize that in reality, we're a mouthpiece for the consumer. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The, and so what happened over time, they started realizing that some of our membership has a very distinct uh, political preference one way or the other about the ACA and about different parties. But what we do at NAHU is to say, look, we are brokers. We are honest brokers. We may agree or disagree with your politics, but we're going to give you the best advice about the regulatory world in which we live that's where the rubber meets the road for our members and for our consumers. It's not the law the Congress passes that really gets things fouled up, although they, although they help a lot by <laughs> passing the long kind of law. But it's how a regulator implements it. So HHS, as they're starting to go through this, they're given a law that they look at and they go, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Help. And we help. And that's where we gain a lot of respect. 
Yeah, you know, and it's interesting that you said that because I, I said this to you off air, and and, our, and uh, I'll repeat this for our listeners. Um, you talk about a change. There's been a huge change at HHS. The new uh, uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services has got a completely different attitude. And one of the things that was fascinating to us was after the open enrollment closed last year, Vice President Joe Biden came on and did a webinar and thanked us as brokers and agents and said they never would have hit their goal if it hadn't been for the brokers and agents in the marketplace taking the product out and explaining it to people and getting them enrolled. And that absolutely blew me away. When I first heard that was going to happen, I thought that's got to be some somebody's idea of a joke, and it was not. He came on and personally thanked us for what we did, and it was quite remarkable. Oh, it's even better than that. At a number of different state levels. Take California. California would not be confused for a conservative state in any sense of the word. No, I don't and, think so. And, and so our California exchange had a very uh, uh, a very jaundiced eye about brokers being involved with them. But over the over the years, the California exchange and the leadership of it has literally come out and thanked the California Association of Health Underwriters because during those formative years, Sam Smith was the president. Of of a CHU, and then Pat Burns followed him. Uh, Michael Lujan's involved with it now. They have been able to help the exchange correct, and they continue to help the exchange correct many of their mistakes and get the product out there in a better shape. It's not perfect. Uh, all of us know that. We continue to pressure on behalf of our membership and on behalf of our consumer, both at the state-level exchanges and at the federal exchanges. But at least they're listening. At least they're saying, okay, we got it. We got it. We're not sure we can fix this yet, but we understand what the problem is. That's Even the carriers thank the brokers in terms of getting some clarification for them in terms of these regulatory uh, folks. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it, and 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 I, and I think you know again, it, it's amazing how this has shifted and how it has changed. But you know, they're anticipating bigger enrollment this year than last year. You know, again, this group at Health and Human Services has embraced working with the brokers and seen us as a distribution network, and we are not. Uh, and be very clear about that because you were. We are not a mouthpiece for the insurance industry. In fact, there are an awful lot of carriers that wish we would just go away when it when it comes. I can assure you, uh, you know, having represented my clients in in significant claims issues over the years, they would love to have not had to have heard from me uh, and and some of the things that we've been able to accomplish on behalf of our clients because we are the advocate for our clients. Don, that's what we do. Brokers make a difference. That's, yeah. the, that's a fact. Yeah, they do make a huge difference. Thank you. You made a difference today, and thank you for coming on today and, and talking with our audience and explaining the National Association of Health Underwriters. It was great having you on. I look forward to having you back on again uh, as the year progresses. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. You're most welcome. All right, folks, That was that's Don Goldman from the National Association of Health Underwriters. Once again, if you need help with health insurance or you're a broker or an agent and you want a resource, they're the resource. I'm a member. I have been for 12, 13 years, whatever it is. The website is NAHU.org, NAHU.org. If you're looking for a broker or an agent, go to Agent Finder. If you are a broker or an agent, join today. A great source of information. You heard Don explain some of the things that they do and the information they distribute that keeps you on top of what is happening in this ever-changing world of health insurance. Once again, the website, nahu.org. That's the website, and all the information is up there. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Nelson Mandela. There is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Remember, friends, that's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but 
the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.